I know the Ducks should be tanking right now, but God, that victory was so sweet and so satisfying against a team that resides in the suburbs of Phoenix, hence why I call them the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, what a great win. We'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, let's get right into it. The Anaheim Ducks, for all intents and purposes, should be tanking. I mean, should, because they're not going to make the playoffs this season. Let's be honest here. Let's be real here. Even if the Ducks win out, they're going to get maybe 99 points or 101 points. The math is correct somewhere. That might be enough to make the playoffs this season. Actually, 99 points would be enough to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. That being said, they're not going to win out on the last 30-plus games. So, for all intents and purposes, the Ducks are virtually mathematically eliminated at this point. But, oh, it was so nice to see the Ducks beat freaking Phoenix. Love it. If you've been a regular listener of this podcast over the past four years, you may have realized that there is a team that I have a certain animosity for. Let's go with that. A certain animosity for, for a number of reasons. Actually, a bunch of reasons why I have a certain animosity towards the Coyotes. Yeah, it it's really begun even before this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, there's a whole Ducks-Kings rivalry, Ducks-Sharks, Ducks-Red Wings. Yeah. But in the recent past, if there's one team that I despise the most, even more than the Vegas Golden Knights, it's the Coyotes. The Coyotes are a team that I have come to despise over the past few years. Even from a Kings perspective... Because I happen to be at that game. I've grown to to really hate the Coyotes even more. That Christian Fisher, you know, not really a dirty play, but it was an unnecessary play against Quentin Byfield. And now that we're done with the Kings segment to appease those fans. Yes, I got to appease some other fans. Now I've appeased them. Now to the Ducks side. Oh, I could really go on a bender here, can I? How about what happened last season with the whole fracas in front of the net about Troy Terry getting unnecessarily pummeled from the announcer calling what Trevor Zegras did hot-dogging? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this. Zegras is going to score any way he can. He did in Michigan against the Coyotes. You can't stop Trevor Zegras from scoring a Michigan goal. You know how you stop Zegras from doing the Michigan goal? Play defense. Play freaking defense, Coyotes. I mean, if you're that rattled about it, do something about it. Like, I don't know, defend, maybe? 
I'm still pissed off about that. Still to this day. And then to see the Coyotes just be completely dirty like that. The play-by-play announcer having a horrible display. A disgusting display. It, It really rattled me. So now it's gone from dislike to almost hate. And I loved every minute of that game. I loved seeing Stolarz get the upper hand on those Coyotes. I did not like seeing Anthony Stolarz get almost barreled over by former Duck Nick Ritchie, who, by the way, was ready for this game. Nick Ritchie barreling over Anthony Stolarz, going for a loose puck, even though the whistle had already sounded. And Nick Ritchie said, no, F that. I'm going to just run over you. And that started a little bit of a fracas. Little bit. Oh yeah, we got a game to talk about, don't we? Yeah, Ducks versus Coyotes. Look, the Coyotes, they're crap. They're a dumpster fire full of crap. I was so happy to see Troy Terry dish it off from the right side to Frank Vetrano, who was in the high slot in the first period. The Ducks had like 12 shots in the first 10 minutes. They looked dominant the first half of the first period. The Coyotes were getting no chances. It was finally late in that period when Frank Vetrano scored only his eighth of the season. But hey, we'll take it. So that was one nothing, Ducks. And that was just at the tail end of a Ducks penalty kill. Yeah, that was a good penalty kill. Great kill right there. And they got rewarded almost right away. Almost as if it was kind of hockey karma, right? Yeah, you'll love to see it. Second period is when things got ugly. And that's where I said, no, F you. Like, I actually cursed very loudly towards the TV at the Coyotes. These two teams like to get a little bit rough. In fact, I would say that, you know, they they like to rankle each other a little bit. Actually, no. Yeah, it's a verb. They like to rankle each other. And it shows. They annoy each other. Yeah. Yeah, start using rankled in your lexicon more often. But the Coyotes and Ducks, well, they they rankled each other. And it really showed in that second period when Huso Valamaki just did a horrible display. First, he got... A little bit, I don't want to say checked, but he got a little bit of a hip check and he got pissed off. So he swung his stick at Max Jones, like literally swung his stick, used it as a weapon and nailed Max Jones right in the back. That was disgusting. And rightfully so, he got the gate. At the time, Max Jones was down. Like He was down on the ice. He was on his hands and knees trying to get up, but he was in a lot of pain. And almost as if it was instant gratification, just instant karma, on the delayed penalty, the Ducks pulled. Anthony Stolarz got the extra attacker on the ice. Max Jones is still down on the other end. And as if the hockey god said, no, we're going to give the Ducks this one. Coyotes, F you. 
That's what the hockey god said. All of a sudden, Cam Fowler, nice dish to Troy Terry, who went top shelf from the short side, and that made it 2-0. So Max Jones got drilled in the back. Hey, that's one way to get a plus on the plus-minus, right? I mean, Max Jones really paid the price, but you know what? It was worth it. The delayed penalty, he got the plus on that one, I guess. And then the refs looked at it and said, no, that's a major, that is a game. So Huso Valamaki got a match penalty. He got a major penalty against him. Good. Freaking good. And more instant karma came directly from that. Because less than a minute into that Ducks power play, Troy Terry, another fine pass, this time to Cam Fowler. Troy Terry's third point of the game. Ducks looked good on that power play. Trevor Zegers helped out there. 3-0 Ducks early in the second period. And I literally cursed at the Coyotes at that point. I'll admit it. I cursed. I cursed loudly. You do not hurt one of the Ducks players and not pay the price for it. I was happy to see the Coyotes pay the price. If you're going to hurt one of our guys, you know what? You deserve all the pain. All of it. So glad to see that. Like, seriously. F those guys. F that team. The Coyotes deserve nothing good. Nothing good. At all. And that's partially why I keep derisively calling them the Phoenix Coyotes. Yes, I know their real team name is the Arizona Coyotes, blah, blah. No, they're the... They're the freaking Phoenix Coyotes. And they always will be. To me. Nothing that they do deserves the name Arizona. They do not represent that entire state. No, they don't. There is more than one hockey team in that state. The Tucson Roadrunners. They at least have a... They're a better team than the Coyotes. And better people that have worked for them. I mean, I have always had a great affinity for the Tucson Road. In fact, you know what? I'm going to step off here. I'm going to get off that soapbox really quick because we're up against it. So I'm really going to rant big time in the last segment. I'm just going to rant about the Coyotes. But we're going to take this time out really quick, and I'll talk more about this game. And I have some more thoughts on that. We'll get to those on the other side. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. That is right. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy, unless you're in California. But there's the NFL playoffs. Who is going to make the Super Bowl? You have the Eagles and the Niners, and then on the other side, you've got the Bengals, and you've got some team in Kansas City led by Patrick Mahomes. Oh, the Chiefs, that's right. So which of those teams are going to make the Super Bowl? You could place your bets at FanDuel right now, and if you're a new customer and get started tonight, you will get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, it is that 
easy. So once again, place your first $5 bet and get $153 in bets at fanduel.com slash locked on. Once again, $150 free bet dollars on your first $5 bet win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Yeah, love my old school beanie, guys. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. All right, let's talk a little bit more about this game because I didn't get to the end of it because I have my own little rant there as well. So third period starts. Ducks score again. Cam Fowler, his second of the game. That makes it 4-0. The Ducks are cruising at this point. Then with about nine minutes left. Barrett Hayton scores, and then Nick Schmaltz scores on the power play. First off, that Barrett Hayton goal, that was a bad, bad turnover by Simon Benoit. Benoit had it in his own defensive end, tried to look for a pass to who knows what. That's the kind of pass that you don't make. Don't make a cross-ice pass in your own zone unless you know that there is no one else around because that is always one of the most dangerous passes is right in front of your own net. And that's exactly what happened. So Barrett Hayton, it goes unassisted, but I guess credit an unofficial assist to Simon Benoit on that one. Ah, poor guy. Then Nick Schmaltz on the power play. Look, we're used to this. The Ducks PK, eh, not that good. They allow a power play goal again. Adam Henrique scored an empty netter on a bounce pass from Jakob Silverberg. Silverberg launched it towards the net. It took a hard bounce off of the brand new boards, and Uncle Rico cashed in. Final score: five to two, Anaheim Ducks. Shots on goal were forty-three to forty, or so we thought. I was ready to make another rant that the Ducks allowed forty shots on goal again. I was ready. And then I wake up the following morning and see that there's been a couple of scoring adjustments. And one of them was that the Coyotes only got 39 shots on goal. Which goes into a whole other rant that I'll get to in about two minutes. The Ducks were impressive on this game. Phoenix did not look good. Phoenix looked like crap. They played like it. They played like a poverty franchise. They played... Like a lottery team. I know maybe they're watching. Maybe they're not. I don't care. But if a couple of certain people happen to be watching this. I'm just going to say it. The Phoenix Coyotes are a poverty franchise. They always have been. And they always will be a poverty franchise. Even going back to 2012. When they made the Western Conference Final. You know what? I was not rooting for the Coyotes that series. Yeah, I know it was Kings-Coyotes. Look, I was not rooting for the Coyotes at all in that series. Nope, not even close. And then the Kings played the Devils. I don't like the Devils either. F. Scott Stevens, forever. Enough of that little rant. Let's talk about the good of this game. Troy Terry. Troy Vechkin, fellow Virgo, 
three-point night looked to I don't want to say I I don't want to say he looked to playmake because he was aggressive again. He was looking shot first a couple of times. I did notice that. What else I did notice was that Troy Terry was starting to make the right play because he has been slumping recently. Troy Terry was looking to break out of that funk, which he did. And while at times he is looking to be more of a playmaker, that is not his game. Troy Terry is more of a goal scorer. That being said, I loved the pass to Frank Vetrano in the high slot. And I really liked that pass on the power play to Cam Fowler from pretty much the blue line. Loved those passes. And those are the kind of plays that Troy Terry needs to continue to make if he's going to reach even the 70 or 80 point mark this season. Troy Terry, with that three-point night, could get to 70 points this season. Right now, he's got 41 points in 48 games. His career high, 67. Now, I don't know about 80 points anymore this season, but he can get to 70. I think he could break his career high point total from last season. I could see 70. I could see 75 this season. But as long as he continues to stay aggressive, then it will yield nothing but good results. Now, he's only got 13 goals this season. I know that. But keep on pressing. Keep on looking for that great shot, especially that short side shot that he's good at. Keep doing that. Even though the shot percentage is down this season, just keep being aggressive, buddy. Keep at it. And you'll see that Troy Terry is deserving of that all-star spot. I like. I just loved his game. I loved the way he played. I loved the way he had that precise vision on this game. Loved it. And also, props to Cam Fowler on this one. Fowler, also a three-point night. A little bit of luck on his side, but as long as Fowler can look to be a little more aggressive on his game, that would help the Ducks in the long run as well. So, they allowed 39 shots. They shot the puck 43 times themselves. This might be a little bit of an insider rant, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway because why not? Yet, the league has a pinch on sometimes of making corrections. Every league does this, or every pro league does this. The NHL does this. The AHL certainly does this. I've seen this happen where there would be scoring corrections after a game. In this case, Arizona may have credited themselves with a few more shots. This is not the first time this has happened. I mean, I'm going to say it. The Coyotes, what do they have? College kids doing their stats? Because that's what it feels like. Because out of all the teams that have had scoring corrections, Arizona is among those teams that gets scoring corrections more often. So I'll make the joke. The Coyotes, they're playing in a college arena with only 5,000 seats, which is kind of a joke in and of itself. And now they probably have college kids doing their NHL stats, some of which are incorrect. So for someone like me that is a stats person, you know, first off, get better stats people, get better off ice people. Arizona, sorry, Phoenix. 
and just do better in that regard. Be better. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission, and then I'm really going to get into ramp mode because you know what? F the Coyotes. Yep. Sorry, guys. I'm going to start to rant. So, yeah. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, a.k.a. the Phoenix Coyotes Ranting Hour. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. All right, let's get right into it. So I talked about, you know, what happened in 2012. I've talked about how this team's a poverty franchise. I went back to last season. It still rattles me that a professional play-by-play announcer would have the gall to say that the Ducks deserved to get injured and there should be no room for hot-dogging. And that they deserved, well, yeah. Like, the Ducks did not deserve that. As much as I dislike the Coyotes, it is not worth it to inflict literal pain on the opposition. Now, I don't hope for anyone to get seriously hurt. I don't want to see players swinging their sticks like a weapon. That's not good. Cheap shots... I never want to see cheap shots. The cheap shot on Troy Terry last season was appalling. The Trevor Zegers post-gamer from last year. You know, Troy Terry is a superstar. And for the Coyotes to take out a superstar like that is uncalled for and cowardly. It's crap. So, yeah, among the reasons that I dislike the Coyotes. And if if they're watching this, if they're watching and they've gotten this far, you know, props. We we are at the Locked On Podcast Network, and I would say that for the most part, we all get along with each other. For the most part. And this might be a little bit too insider, but I don't care right now because, you know, Phoenix... For the most part, we like each other. Locked on Coyotes has two hosts. One who I respect so much, who I consider a friend. And the other one that I just despise. And think he's despicable. Carl, one half of Locked on Coyotes. You know, him and I don't get along. Never have. Didn't like some of the crap that he said to me. Didn't like that he kicked me when I was down. Like, I like I would derisively say Phoenix last year, but that was mostly tongue-in-cheek. The one time that I really meant it towards him was after that incident that I talked about last season. What I did not like was him kicking me when I was down last year. Did not like that. And this is pre-YouTube. But I really didn't like when I was going through a lot of stuff last year when I was dealing with a death and again when I was dealing with a family death. Did not like the response I got from Carl on that. You do you do not kick someone when they're down. Like there's there's certain limitations to whatever bickering or I guess crap talking there is. But when someone is down like that, don't kick them. 
don't do that. I still think it's despicable. I still think it was uncalled for. So, yeah. There's that animosity there too. That just that just adds to the hatred. That just adds fuel to the fire. So, if if I ever do a crossover again with Locked on Coyotes, it'll only be with Robin and that's it. It'll never be with Carl ever. Yeah. I have him blocked. Don't don't care to mend that. And maybe it's getting a little bit too insider, but you know what? Not every not everybody's perfect. So, yeah. Phoenix. I hope they don't get a top three pick. I hope they don't get a top four pick. I hope they win a few games, drop all the way down to five or six, and they get a pick that absolutely just does not work out for them. Not saying injury. I just hope it's a bust. That's all I'm hoping for. All right. I'm done ranting about the Coyotes. That's it. I'm going to stop this before I get in trouble. So once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. If you're a fan of the Coyotes, drop me a line. Maybe you disagree. You probably do do disagree. (sighs) You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And once again, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you to those of you that have stuck around. I really appreciate it. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. We'll be back with goals Thursday next time, and it's going to be a doozy. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, for the most part, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>